Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Masterminds Podcast. Each episode, we invite extraordinary guests who are masters of their craft, they're innovators, entrepreneurs, and of course, motorcycle enthusiasts who have made their mark in the world. They share their stories, insights, and hard-earned wisdom, giving you a front row seat to the strategies and experiences that shape their successes. So sit back, grab a drink, and get ready for an exhilarating ride as we dive deep into the minds of these exceptional individuals. Along the way, we'll uncover powerful strategies, gain fresh perspectives, and explore the limitless possibilities of what it takes to be an American mastermind. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the American Masterminds podcast. What an exciting night we have tonight. Rob Adams here as your host with my co-host, Topher. How's it going? How's it going? And then I've got Alec over there spinning the tunes. Hey, everybody. Alec. <laughs> and then Tiani Shoemaker. Yes. Clyde. Uh, Tiani Clyde. All right. I, I knew I was going to mess that up. No, it's okay. Legally, it's still Shoemaker, but... My husband would appreciate it if I used Clyde. All right. You know, that's Salute thing. to Mr. Clyde. Then. <laughs> I love that. And um, we have Tiani on. She's a special guest. Um, she is the founder and continual driving force behind Little Miracles. We're going to talk quite a bit about that. Um, but before we get started, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Yes, I'm dandy. Dandy. That's her word. She told me that this today, and I'm like, I'm going to start saying dandy. dandy. Huh? It can mean okay. so many things. It really can. Yeah. So it comes in handy. Yeah, you can, dandy. a little bit of sarcasm. It's dandy. Dandy. It could be a downswing dandy. Well, yeah. exactly. <laughs> awesome. So let's get started. You have been, um, well, uh, what you do for to pay the bills is you sell real estate. Right. You've been a real estate agent for how long? 16 years. 17. Well, Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Long enough to know better. Exactly. How'd you get into the business? Well, I was a new single mom. I had an amazing degree from BYU in fashion merchandising. Perfect. What the hell? <laughs> I canceled the major right after. I'm like, what? I don't even like working in the, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty worthless degree, but I was divorced, single mom with kids, and I just, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I got my real estate license. This is like 2005, 2006 when everybody was killing it. The market had never really had a major correction and everybody I knew was making money. And about the time I got my license, that all bang drastically changed. <clears throat> but so, so prices tank, prices tank, interest rates are crazy. Terms are falling apart. Like it's hard to even right now. No, no. Or back then. Back then. Right. But yeah. Well, and, we're getting and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you're at the verge of really, um, it, we call it the correction, but it was a, a time of short sales and foreclosures. Yes. There was a lot of people losing their 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 investments and fortunes. Oh and, yeah. So what was that like? You know what? It, in hindsight, I mean, it was it was a big blessing, honestly, for me to get in at that time. I think had I been a real estate agent when it was. I had friends making tons of money. Had I got in and had those days, I probably wouldn't have stuck it out when mm. it got bad. I'm guessing. Maybe maybe I would have. But, you know, right about the time I got my license and really started working, you know, I was with a builder and, you know, you you had your license back then, right? Or no. Did, okay. Well. I got in right afterward. It so. changed so quickly. Yeah. So drastically fast. The builder I was with had, I mean, 100 spec homes, I think, Desert Point. Oh. And it changed so fast that, I'll, I mean, I'll never forget it. And yeah, I was a new single mom at the time trying to pay my own bills. And then, you know, you're in this real estate market that's, 
I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't know what to anticipate. And it was tough. But it was tough for a lot of people. Yeah. Almost yeah. everybody. So how did you survive that period of time? Because a lot of people didn't. There's a lot of people that um, it's, it's rare to hear someone say that they made it through the bump. Most of the people are post-bump. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, honestly, when I look back, I think I, just by the skin of my teeth, like barely, barely, barely did I make it through. I'm not even sure. I just, I, I, I honestly would just run the numbers. I tried to think of another job and I just couldn't like pencil the numbers, but it made any sense. You know, what am I going to do? And I had a baby, mm-hmm. brand new baby. So scheduling. So three kids. Yeah. I had a newborn baby, basically. I had no family, no babysitters that were like, I, I was going to do daycare. I just couldn't. I I really felt like I had no other option. I got to make this work Mm. because any other job I could foresee getting in paying daycare just didn't make sense. Mm. And so I didn't, of course, know your, nobody knew how bad it was really going to get. And you just keep thinking I had deals under contract. I was working with some investors and it was just like, I'll, I'll never forget even watching the news. Oh, this bank closed, this bank closed, you know, no stated income loans. Like that was all of our, our clients at that time. And it was crazy, but I look back, we mentioned the short sales. I don't even remember if we had a class on short sales when I got my license, because nobody ever did those. We weren't, it wasn't a situation many people found themselves in. But thankfully, I, I literally almost became a waitress so I could work at night and stuff. And so, someone called me a friend and said, come hang your license here. It was with a broker in my neighborhood. and. Just little by little, I, then I had a friend who had never done real estate, wanted to invest, wanted to start buying things. So it was just very gradually, I just hung on, just barely would get a deal through here and there until we really started getting a good system with short sales. And we helped so many people that were trying to do loan modifications. I had an investor that was buying a lot of properties at the time. And, you know, it was just, I actually enjoyed that time more because I felt like I had real real value because people needed help yeah. you know and we were able to we had a good team at that point what we just really had a good system in I place love that. for helping people that's important it's important to feel like um in my opinion in real estate that you're bringing value that you're you're yes. you're showing up and you're actually helping people rather than having that commission breath as soon as it feels like i get into that space business falls apart but when i come with with the heart of service yeah. then things really always work out right but it's it's a it's a weird balancing act. Um, just for um, the um, civilians in the room, that's us. Go ahead. Uh, a short sale um, means that your house. Um, let's say you have a house that's um, you owe two hundred thousand dollars on, and the um, and you want to sell it now because um, first because you can't afford it. Can't most afford people, it. or you try to do a loan mod and you're so behind now. Because yeah, payment. right. In your payments, but the house the market has depreciated so much that the house is really only worth one hundred and thirty thousand. And so you're selling it short of its value. And so that's what a short sell means. A lot of people don't remember that like, like we do. And so you have to go to the bank and you have to get a modification and you have to get approval and all of these different things. And it's it doesn't hit the banks as bad as you would think because the value or the payment is a lot of it that first seven years is mostly interest-based payments mm-hmm. anyway. Right. And so the value or whatever they whatever the bank has, they can, they can make it work. Um, not pleasant. That's not how they want to do business, but that's what was happening. Right. Does that seem accurate? Yeah. And it was a lot better for sellers who were faced with this predicament. A lot of people that tried to do loan modifications, you had to go late in order to try to get one through. Most were not going through. So then people are six, eight, nine months late and they don't have 
that money now to go back and pay all the arrears. Get caught up. Now they're either going to foreclose and you can't buy a property for seven years after a foreclosure. Oh, or you can short sell. And there were some lenders <clears throat> doing a, uh, you could get a mortgage within a year after a short sell. And so it was much better on your credit and, and it also gave you a little more time and flexibility in the house. Yeah. to be in the home than a foreclosure. So yeah. yeah, it was a lot. It was a great benefit for people. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask that. Do you think we're headed there now? We're, a, I don't think so because the, the values haven't gone down. Yeah, not the same. We have a lot of, but I've seen a lot of short struggling. sales coming on that like bought the house in the last two years. Yes. And so I was seeing more on the market, but hmm. nothing like, nothing there, like 2008. No. Yeah. As the values come down, you'll start to see more of that. But, but one of the things, the, if you ever saw the big short, it'll yeah. make sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. so that's why there were, the values were ridiculous back then. I mean, you could get appraisal for whatever. And you had stated income loans. People weren't putting any money down, so you had most everybody, you know, like it was upside well, it seems down like at all that the point. Breadcrumbs are uh, laying their their path out right now for something like that to happen again. The only difference is it feels to me since um, so I got in um, in uh, so I've been in gosh eleven years, so not as long. Um, and when I got in, it was the short sales were just that was what there was. There was very few houses that were right. actually for sale. They were all short sales. <clears throat> the thing about it was, is that I saw a lot of the, just like in the big short, there was a lot of people, these investors that were making a tremendous amount of money by buying these houses at the reduced rate. They, they figured it out and they were buying these houses in volume. And so I've heard it said before, um, I'm trying to think if it was Carnegie, but the, the greatest um, wealth that ever has been created in the, in the United States is in the down market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you can buy a house, if you can do it, do it like values are dropping about 1%, almost 1% a month right now in on the homes. And so it's a tremendous time to buy a home. And so I have a lot of people that are fearful to buy because of what they hear on the news and interest rates and, and, and however, if you have a dynamic real estate agent, like my friend here, yes. she's going to help you get the rate bought down and get into the home at a reduced price because the price doesn't go away. The rates will fluctuate, but the price is where it's at. And so if you can buy, it's a great time to be a buyer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you got to live somewhere. Yeah. So we yeah. might as well put your money towards something that can give you some value. Besides rent. Right. Yeah. Besides rent. Yeah. So I wanted to bring that up because I, um, if you're listening to this and, and we're not, we're not here to talk about real estate tonight. We're here to kind of talk about the story, but it is part of your journey. Yeah. A lot of people were washed out in that period of time. A lot of real estate agents. And I heard the numbers were like 60% of the agents that were active at the time left a lot, oh, of, wow. a lot of them have come back, but there was a lot of people that washed out. And so it's a real testament to who this person is sitting in front of Aww. us that she worked through and made it. Even by the skin of your teeth, that's, it's, it's, you're, a rare, you're a rare person to, to have survived that period. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. I, I think it taught me a lot. It definitely did. And, you know, that's how life is. You don't know how long you got to hang in there. If you did, you might... Say forget it. Yeah, <laughs> run away. Right I just when kept it gets thinking, good. we're just, it's, it's gonna turn. It's gonna yeah. turn. But but you know, then you look back and you're like, wow, okay, made little progress, a little progress over time. You know, it does it does get easier and better. And finding a good team too. That was that was a lot of it. Yeah. And and feeling like you're really helping people. That that changed how I felt about real estate. And even when the market's good, of course it's great to put a sign up and you get 15 calls. As an agent, though, I definitely don't feel 
near as much like I'm about val- you know value, value to my yeah. client and and people don't feel that either they know oh my gosh all she did is put a sign in the yard and look, look how much money you know yeah. you you've had that I'm sure oh, yeah but I just like to remind but <laughs> for every one time that happens you've had like 20 times Doesn't the opposite yeah. you know so yeah it's the truth when I first got into real estate and there was all those short sales no one I didn't know anything about um the economy I'd been in sales. I'd done some things. I don't watch the news. I've never been a big news guy. Never really, you know, I'd studied the economy through school and stuff like that, but I didn't know where we were, bull or, or whatever kind of market we were in. And I had a friend explain to me about real estate. And so I had no idea it was a terrible time to get in. I, I was the only fish swimming upstream while everybody else was swimming down. Hey, it works. It's and good. I sold 39 homes that year because I, I didn't know that it was a bad market. And so I think that sometimes knowing, being as smart as we are, is kind of detrimental. Like, I'm so clever now. If I would just still have the same work ethic. So true. I would, I'd be killing it. Well, that's why I say my friends that were killing it left way before I did. Yeah. Because they were used to it happening. And no, I never had it. I, the minute I got in and really started doing it, I mean, I lost money on spec homes. You know, back, you give them five grand by the time the house is built, you got 60, you know. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you don't know any better. So, so that's, yeah, it is, there's some truth to that for sure. I think my smarts are hurting me right now. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know so much. Um, well, that being said, let's um, let's step back even a little bit further. Let's talk about, so you, did you grow up in Utah? No, where, I did not. Where'd you I grow up? I was born in Texas. I lived most of my childhood in Colorado. What oh, part of Texas? Lubbock. Lubbock, and then we're in Colorado. A little town called Berthoud. Berthoud. Okay. Yes. Fancy. Outside Longmont, Boulder. Yeah. Hmm. I actually grew up in Fort Collins. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, yep. my parents went to CSU. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. My sister went Sweet. there. Sweet. So, yeah. And then you um, graduated from high school and you decided BYU was the place? Well, I decided BYU actually when I was like in eighth grade. They came to town to play CSU. Hmm. I'd never heard of BYU. Hmm. Living in Colorado. I don't know. You went to a little fireside and there were these cute, tall basketball players and I was like, where does BYU? <laughs> I literally just, I liked basketball before, but you know, I'm six foot. I played, my family all played. And in a small town, we didn't have a whole lot going on. I, that's like when I decided I'm, I want to go there. So yeah, I got a scholarship there. For basketball? For basketball. Wow. No, I'm kidding. How cool. Fabulous fashion merchandising degree. Nothing, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I didn't have to pay for my school. So yeah. Very nice. So yeah, I came out here and just never. Never went back. I got married at BYU, so found your well, found your guy. Actually, return missionary. He was, he was from Colorado too. Oh, it's a whole other story. I'll come back for your therapy relationship session. Yeah, but no, we we were introduced because he was he was a quarterback at BYU. Oh. but we were both from Colorado, so it was like, hey, you're both going to BYU, and we were introduced. Fancy right before. And then you have you're married. You have a couple of babies. Yes. How many How many kids do you have? I have three kids. How old are your children? The oldest is, oh my gosh, I don't know. He always gets mad. Like 25, he's married, 23, he's married, and then my daughter is 16. Wow. So. That's a tough age to be a 16-year-old girl these days. Oh, I have one. Hell yeah. It it's is, a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. All right. And so we're moving along. We're divorced now, single mom, get into real estate, and um, you're starting to make ends meet. Finally, things are coming together. You come up with the idea of Little Miracles. How'd that happen? Well, in a nutshell, how that happened was um, when my oldest was a teenager and going through the teenage years and stuff and 
He's a great kid, great grades, good athlete, smart, but I don't know, just struggling a little bit, and I was trying to find something I could bond with him and help him and help him just kind of get outside his own head a little bit. And my, at this time, one of my main investors, we had became business partners. I was managing most of his properties, and he had a another, he had an MLM business actually, but he had a charity in Brazil that did these awesome humanitarian trips that you guys hear about. And he, I was just talking about my son one day and he said, Hey, you should, you guys should go to Brazil on one of these trips. And he started telling me these awesome stories of, you know, great experiences people had had and got outside themselves for a couple weeks and, and just really just had a great experience. And it just got, it got something turning in my mind. Like I, I appreciated him offering to send us there, but I thought, well, why, why are these always in other countries? And, and that's mm. nice. I could go, but I, I really, it just sparked something within me that wanted, because I couldn't find anything around here to do. And I thought, I want something I can do more than once. I want to do something that, that can be meaningful. There's got to be something that we can do, and I can invite my other friends to, and mm. this can be an ongoing thing. So when I realized there really wasn't anything that I could find that was going to be something that we could just dive in and get our hands dirty and help out and have a good experience, I just thought, okay, well, let's just make it then. Let's create <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah. Just a random... Actually, to take it a little further, I was literally coming up with an idea. And because I had been a single mom for several years at this point, I knew the challenges... Um, and I had a lot of passion for that. I was finally at a place where I was surviving, but I mean, I, for a long time, you know, I just said this to somebody the other day and I've said it many times, uh, you know, um, it may or may not have been a family member stressing about financial things. And I said, you know what, that's stressful, but you know, what's really stressful is trying to come up with enough money to pay the power company to get your lights back on before the kids are home from school. Cause that was me more than once at, during that time. And that's, that's stress, you know? That's real stress. And it taught me a lot. Like, you know what? Like, I can do it. <laughs> you, where there's a will, there's a way. And it also put things in perspective. I knew how hard I was working and I knew, um, considering a lot of divorces, I had a, a good ex-husband who was involved to some you know, extent. And I knew a lot of people didn't even have that. So I'm like, if this is this hard for me, how, how is everybody else doing it, you know? Because I was, I, I was just, I, I knew I was a hard worker and I was giving it my all, but I, I thought, how is everybody else doing this? There's, there's a lot of people out there that are single moms, single dads, and it's, it's tough. And it's, what's really hard is it is the kids. It's not their mm-hmm. fault, you know? It's not. This is, the, this is a situation there that they're in not of their own making and they're the ones who really struggle the most. And I just felt so much compassion for, for that, you know, and I just thought it's easy for me to want to get behind whatever I can do to help those kids in those situations. So because I had lived that life for quite a while, they're barely getting by and negotiating this bill to cover this and get by here. Once I finally was sort of past that, at least enough that I, I wasn't, on a daily survival struggle anymore. Um, my first thought really was, okay, what, what can we do? And it was, that was, it was an easy connection for hey, 
what, what would I love as a single mom? I know, real easy. I was talking out loud to another single mom in my office, real estate office at the time. And I'm like, you know what? We should just on a Saturday get together, go let the mom and the kids go have a nice day and let's just clean the house, do the laundry. I always loved interior design. So people would always ask me to come rearrange their house and give it a spruce up. I, I love doing that. I don't cook, stuff like that. No one wants me to bake them anything, but I, that's my gift, right? I, I can. I love that you know what you're good at. I do, yeah. I do. No, I'm not I, I, just, you I just say it right up. Nobody wants me cooking them any dinners. Uh, but I knew that's my gift. Hey, I can go and clean and organize and I enjoy it, you know? So we're just talking out loud and saying, that would be awesome. Let's do it, you know? And actually, another agent, a local agent in town who had a local show, popped his head in the door and he's like, I like this idea. Like, I really think we should put this on my show. Mm. I think I was talking about it as if I was already doing it. And he literally calls his camera crew. He booked out the crew for three weeks from like right then. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know what, I had no, no idea what I was doing. But... It was honestly, as I look back, it was just one of those things that was meant to be because I probably would still be talking about someday we should do that. It just gave me a deadline. So, and I had, I had no idea how to do it, but the intention was there. And with that type of mindset, cleaning, organizing, I I mean, that's just energy. I knew I didn't need to raise a bunch of money. I didn't need to do a bunch of stuff. I just thought, and I knew that, you know, sprucing up a house i mean if you want to film it okay great whatever you know i wasn't sure what we were going to get but he seemed anxious for some content is what i was guessing with how excited he was to just do something different um literally the idea was born that day wow what a great story so how many years ago what Uh, this month is 11 years ago this month Uh, on actually it ended up we did it over halloween weekend Oh, wow. 11 years ago. So, okay. Our, so, our first one. We've got the cameras queued. You don't have a project. You don't have anything lined nope. up. You're just like, this is something we should do. How'd you find the family? Just got on the phone like anybody that, you know, and um, my first thought was, okay, we just got to find a family. We, we know people, plenty of people. Um, the idea from the get go was different than a lot of charities. There's a lot of great causes out there that that you know do stuff for you know cancer survivors or you know children with disabilities whatever this was so different and it was just in my mind right off the bat it was kind of a concept of neighbors helping neighbors Mm. but we want to focus on single parent families sure so who do i know that is really well connected with the communities and who might need help and I, i i thought of my friend jenna davies called her told her my harebrained idea we're of similar mindset. She just didn't bat an eye. She's like, oh, yeah, I totally know. Let's do this. Yep. She gave me the name. She said, Julie Warner, my son, and her son are on the same football team. She is a new single mom, and she has like three jobs, five kids. She's so great, and I've actually been feeling like I wanted to help her in some way. Like, I, maybe maybe she'd be great. I'm like, cool. Will she think I'm weird if I just call her? She's like, I, no, just yeah, just tell her I gave you her number. So that's what I did. So you call up Jennifer. I Well, Jen was my friend. She oh, gave me the Julie, Julie was her name. Julie. Called up Julie. 
I said, hey, you don't know me, but... <laughs> I have a well, camera crew, and we're ready yeah, to go. we're on well, our way. Yeah, I didn't show up with the camera crew the first time. I just asked, I said, I have this idea. Just a can little pee on nobody, but I'm friends with your friend, Jen. And I was just like, want to know, can, yeah, can I, maybe it'd be better if I just swing by and chat with you for a second. Are you down for that? So she let me come over, and she probably thought I was crazy, but I just asked her, can we like clean your house on like a couple Saturdays from now. And, you know, if we could do a little more, what else, what else would you do? You know, what could we do? What do your kids like to do? If you guys went away for the day, what would you like? So I just started chatting with her like that. And she started telling me she was apprehensive, but like, you know, I, I looked around, I could tell, you know, it's really easy when a single mom or dad, but you're carrying the burden, the roles of what's meant to be for two people, right? And you're working the homemaker, jobs. right? And you're the and you're working and yeah. taking and kids here and there. And the first thing to go is is the house, yeah. Usually, especially for a good mom, because they're still doing things for their children, and and you can tell the yard's a mess, and the house is kind of needing some, you know, there's honeydews, there's leaky windows, faucets, you know the. You know, it's easy, to, it's easy to tell the stuff that we all have, but so, it gets behind quickly. Sure. So you, you say, okay, so in a week or two, I'm, we're going to come in and we're going to do some things. Um, what do you want to do? So you're telling me that you like gave them a distraction for a day or three? Yeah, yeah. And I basically just said more or less, what, what, what's a neat, urgent need? Do you have any like, yeah, honeydews on your list? Because I got some friends and how to do stuff. I don't yeah. know. Point out what, what things Should you might fixed. need. Yeah. So she told me a few things. And then it just kind of went on from there to, okay, and if if we could do more, what, you know, would you want? Like some paint? What colors do you like? What do your kids like? It was those kind of conversations. And then it was also like, what do your kids like to do together? What would, what would be a fun day? And honestly, you guys, so quickly, this turned from an afternoon some of my friends coming over to clean and do laundry. Just from talking to people, spreading the word, this turned into very quickly like, like a mini extreme home makeover. I mean, and that I love to tell people is just because there really are so many good people out there. They just need people to tell them who to help. Yeah, when to show and up. And what do they need? Yeah, follow and me. Exactly. And everybody has something, you know? Everybody has something they can give, something they're they're talented at, or they own a shop, or their grandma does, or their aunt, or whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever it is, we go in every project still to this day, like we did the first, and we don't promise anything, but we say, what could we do if if you know if we could? What just you know? Yeah. What's and, emergent? What's like a big deal? Is the house going to catch on fire if we don't do this one thing, or exactly. it's going to flood? So you start with like. Yeah. Like the big needs. Start with the basic urgent needs. Yeah. And, and oftentimes and where it goes. there are those. And then we go from there. Hmm. And then it was literally, we did not have a single meeting. We didn't have a spreadsheet. We had nothing except phone calls and people willing to delegate and help out. And we just broke it down in little pieces and had a volunteer for this piece, this piece, different rooms. Okay, we got the kids' names. This is what they like. Here's a picture of their room. Go to town. If that's all you. Yep. And then you would find, um, of course, you had tradesmen coming in yeah. that were like, oh, I can, I got some paint. We could do the painting or, oh my gosh. Uh, or carpet. We got all new flooring. Oh, my goodness. We ended up having new countertops donated. 
all new doors. Her doors were in bad, really bad shape. We had. Um, and this is a home, like it's a single family home. Yeah, it's a single family home. It was older. Uh, it was in Murray, and I think this maybe you know maybe built in the 80s or something like that, and just typical wear and tear. But especially of a single mom who who had been behind, um, there was a lot that needed to be done. So if I'm going to put in, um, and this is just how my brain works, like okay, I'm going to get new flooring. Everything has to get out of the house. Everything yeah. has to leave. Yeah. You took everything out. Yeah. So if you've ever been to a project, you don't know the energy that is created from the chaos of it. And it's not for everybody. People who are like, some people come and show up and they're like, this is insanity. And we've learned ways to do it better. But the, my first thought was when I had people saying, I want to, because they saw pictures and she really did need new flooring. She needed some of these things and people were, I, I can, I want to donate this. I want to help with this. So it turned into, hey, um, what if you guys went overnight and cause we need a little more time than a Saturday afternoon. So we sent them off on a Friday morning and then Cruise they went up, up to park city yeah. uh, for the night for the, you know, the day, the night, and then came back on Saturday evening and we had crews in there first thing Friday morning dumpster tearing everything out. And I mean that first project and it's funny, I look back and I think did so many people we, we had at least 100 volunteers. Oh, my goodness. And we were working round the clock pretty much on that one. Because it was our first one, and we hadn't got in early. I didn't have detailed. I didn't have a project manager like I do now who's a contractor, and he can give me all the measurements, and then we can, you know, figure it out. be real organized. We weren't like that. This was very, very chaotic. But it was honestly so fun. Everybody that was there was actually... So excited to be there and just happy to be doing it and created a fun energy. We were there all night. I mean, it was crazy, but we had to be to get this thing done. And it was just, you know, I had actually come up with a name for the charity right before this project. But I learned in that project that the name was, was honestly like not a coincidence because my, my business partner who was helping me kind of at the time, he was, he was good about branding and he kept saying, you know, we, he had a home inspection company and he was thinking maybe we name it after, even though it was my thing, he was trying to help me, you know, and he had good ideas, but thinking we should name it after the home inspection company and, you know, get some, but it didn't feel right because I didn't want it to be focused on like homes always. Right. And I said, no, because it's not about that. It's just like all kinds of things, just like little miracles all over. And I was like, that's what it is. That's. That's it what is. it is because it's, you know, the home is central to, to the peace and, you know, it's very important for a single mom, for that to be like a sanctuary. Secure, the safe. security that the ch kids feel. We wanted the kids to walk in their bedroom and have something that represented them and, mm. and feel special. You know, that was important from the get-go and the mom to feel like. I have a place, a sanctuary. My kids feel safe here. They can come here. There's things for us to do together as a mm. family. That's so important. But I also knew it wasn't the focus somehow. Like I wanted to, the name I just loved because it just represented things beyond a house. Mm. You know what I mean? So I noticed that right off with the first project when, when I, we would tell people, Hey, what's your gift? Just show up with your gift, whatever. And it was oftentimes things not related to a home, but like, you know, they knew how to bake bread really well. Oh, people, 
knew how to organize. I'm going to come and teach the kids how to do jobs and organize. You know, they, they, they had these ideas I never even thought of. People that did guitar lessons. Hey, I want to offer six months of free guitar lessons wow. to their children. Wow. I mean, I never would have thought of those things. Sure. But that's why I was like, oh, I love that the name came to me. Because, yeah, it's not, if it was always home, it wouldn't feel the same. But it, everyone has something. So it's really so much more than that. Hmm. Hmm. And that started naturally just the very first go-around. So let's back to that. Um, because the first go-around is such a um, aha moment. There's so many lessons to be learned in that, like a good idea, run amok. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yes. so here you have them. Um, you, now you've Friday morning, you've kicked off your, your people are 24 hours. Like they're, they're all night. Are you there the whole time? Were you there from the start to finish? I mean, most of the time me or, you know, I had several other people that stepped up and wanted to be help oversee it. So one of us was there okay. pretty much the whole time. Yeah. And so they're gone, and they're gone all day Saturday. When did they come home? They came back Saturday in the evening. Yeah. So new floors, new paint, new countertops, new everything in the everything. house. New switch covers and plates and all of the things, yeah, right? New doors. New um, doors. New in, stuff for all the kids' bedrooms. In less than 24 hours. Well, I mean, let's see. I guess, Friday morning, you know, it was maybe more like... 36 okay 36 oh hours goodness. that yeah. is bananas because there's so many moving parts and that's not dry yet so you can't do this yet and this has to happen before this happens you can't use it rice wow I, I i've i've flipped homes before and it takes months it takes a month to just get everybody lined up all the contractors all the people in there you have must have people bumping into one another like yeah i mean we've learned better ways to do it <laughs> um, and we weren't trying to do tile. Tile always takes longer, cabinets, but everything was painted. Yeah. Um, everything, all the flooring was in, but I think it was mainly carpet. They did a little bit of laminate that, that was done fairly quick. Still. Um, uh, but yeah, no, we had, for the most part, everybody was out in the yard. I mean, it, it is still online somewhere. The entire project was filmed for this real estate essential show, but, um, Mostly, everybody's out in the yard while the people were finishing painting, kind of setting up the bedrooms, making sure. And then it was just like, okay, once we said okay, get it in the house, and it went, and it and it went. Wow. And you know, it was it was very chaotic, but it was is part of what made it fun. Yeah. Um, Plus the yards being done, right? Yeah. You do, you do the external. Yeah, we as do well. we do yard work <clears throat> and stuff like that too. I mean, the yard was in, but it was. I think we got on the trampoline. People were setting that up and mowing the lawn and doing all those Holy things cow. you know we, we teach she's such a good sport what what is so awesome about this family that we did first every family's been amazing but the warner family they dove in to this experience head first and dealt with some of the chaos that we didn't have as we we learned things better but they have been involved with almost every single project that we've done since so that's where i want to go with this yeah so and in- i never saw that part of it all coming you know at the beginning but it, it created an instant little miracles community. tribe yeah. yeah i love this part of the story because this is something that i've heard over and over again i've heard brandon talk quite a bit about your organization he talks about the families that continually show up because they were given so much isn't that amazing that's amazing and so now here we are 11 years later and we're still doing projects and i've been to um at least one um and it wasn't a home remodel it was a home evacuation moving someone out kind of a thing and there was it was mayhem it was 
insanity, and I'm one of those people. I like a little bit of organization. It, <laughs> I went in there and I just was like, "What the heck is oh. happening here?" Because oh, there Rob. was like you, that you, goes, that nothing. goes, that goes, and there's people like standing there ready to carry things out. Big hulking, hairy, sweaty men, ready to carry <laughs> things out. And there I am standing there, just like, well, "Okay, I'll take this to the, the trailer." Yeah, the yeah. Someone, I'm, I'm a senior citizen. I need something to like. <laughs> Um, you were great. But it was it was all for this mom that needed to be out of the house in a quick hurry, and and so there's it's it is more than just homes. There's a lot of other things that you're doing in the community that are sometimes an emergency, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that one was rare, but we've had that before. We've had we've had calls when there's fires, and you know we have a lot of things donated. But not not always brand new, but that's okay. Still serviceable. Someone in a fire has nothing. Yeah. Is so grateful to come back and have furniture yeah. all put together and done. Or, or, you know, a single mom that's had to leave an abusive situation and, and didn't have time to get furniture. Sure. So they took their clothes and they left. But then they have a place to go and they have a group show up on a Wednesday night and put together all the beds. And yep. Fill the fridge. Hang a couple curtains. Yep. Make it feel homey and... You know, you go. give them a hug and head out. Hmm. Amazing stuff. So, okay. So 11 years now, um, I love this. I love this story so very much. And I have kind of a deeper understanding of like what controlled mayhem can look like. And I call it riding the dragon in my life. I just feel like I'm hanging on sometimes. Like we're just along for the ride. Right. And yes. um, there's so many other people who are better and brighter and more organized than I am that are just like running with the ball. And I'm just like. Go, go. <laughs> I'm like, you got this. Yeah. And I'm, I think that that's something that is amazing that you've created this opportunity for those people to really shine and to um, kind of jump in and do one of the most important fulfilling things in life, and that is to serve others. Yeah. Um, my question for you is, stepping back, like what was it that actually, because you've been doing this 11 years, like why, why are you still doing it? Because it, uh, to, to, uh, to step in a pothole once and be like, okay, that worked out. I didn't break anything. This is okay. Is one thing, but to do it for 11 years to continually move forward. And these projects are, some of them are much more complicated. Some are quite, quite simple. Um, but why, why are you doing it? Well, if you want to know the honest truth, there's been plenty of times I've asked myself that question. (laughs) In fact, and anyone who's been heavily involved with our organization has asked that because I tell people now that volunteer, and it's their first one, to be prepared for something to come up that you'll want to say, hey, oh, shoot, I wanted to help, but it's not going to work out right now. Because mm. you know what? That's, that's life. And I have come to learn whenever there's something about when you're trying to gather to do something good. I don't know. Call it whatever you believe. There's opposition. Things happen. Every excuse in the world will come up for why it's not a good time or, or I don't, I'm not able to do this right now. And there's times where it does take a lot out of those of us who are organizing it. Um, we've gotten better at some of those obstacles as we've gone along just by getting more organized. But, but what I've learned is it's just, you just can't prepare for certain things that are, that are going to happen. That'll, that'll make it more challenging than you thought. But uh, when you, it's just like anything in life. When you push through that and you do it anyways, I mean, it's lucky that every single time I've met the family prior to the project because it would have been easier to give up. 
But when you know someone's counting on you, mm. you know, and we haven't promised anything specific, but we at least got to show up yeah. and do as much as we can. Yeah. And there's times where we don't think anything that we were hoping for was going to happen because someone didn't come through or this didn't happen. We just said, you, you just cannot give up on these people. You got to show up and do the best we can. Mm. And every single time you do that, you're blessed for it. I have seen it a million times over. Things fall into place. Sometimes at the last second, someone shows up with something you didn't even put out there that we needed. It, it truly is a miracle. And the, the, the glorious feeling of, of experiencing that over and over, oh, don't get me going. That is what will keep you going because you just, how could you ever trade that opportunity, that experience? Because you just, it would have been so easy to give up. And you see people's lives change and you just go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we did this. And everybody is the same way and you're bonded for life because of it. That's why we still show up. We, we are, a lot of us that have done this for so long, I mean, you're, you're family at this point. You, you struggle through and then you have such an amazing experience and you see people's lives change. You see kids that lost their father, he took his own life, and they won't even look you in the eye when you meet with them beforehand. This is a true story. And this one girl, someone had showed up in this one project with this beautiful turquoise refinished dresser, and he said, I heard you're doing this, and I, this is just one story, I can tell you a million. I just, I make these dressers and I, I'm clear, he was like an hour and a half away and I just, I want to donate this. And it was just amazing. It was like fit in this girl's room perfectly. And everything came together for this girl. She was like 15, 16. And about a week after the project, the smile on that girl's face when I couldn't even get her to look me in the eyes the several times before. And then she posted a video of herself singing with her guitar um, in her room like a week later. And she thanked everybody. And she just was like, I, just the happiness she feels in her room when she just had gone through something so hard, like losing her dad that way. How would you not be so, it's addicting to go do it again. <laughs> it really is. People just, when's the next one? When's the next one? I'm like, hold on, hold on. It, it, that's how it keeps going. How do you stop? <laughs> oh, Rob. <laughs> I love that so much. I can't even tell you how much I needed to hear that tonight. Uh, that is powerful. That's powerful medicine. Thank you for that story. I know that there's millions of them. I've heard a few of them. Uh, it's good to hear them from you. It's easy to get caught up in the uh, the the drama, the all of it. The barrier of entry is such a real thing. Yeah. I've, I've experienced tonight, just tonight, I have a, a member of my board and he said, I've got a, I've got this thing that's happening. I've got to go do it. And, and I, I said, if, it, if you don't make this a priority, it will never happen. This is not easy. There's this, this, the universe like throws an obstacle in front of you all the time, but then the reward is so remarkably greater than the obstacle ever was. If you could just work through that. And it's cool to hear somebody else say that because this is a lesson that I've learned again and again. The universe keeps sharing me this lesson over and over again because I forget it every year and I get caught up in negotiating for boxes and turkeys and 
All of the stuff, all of the things that you can get caught up doing, the spreadsheets and mm -hmm. the business of the business, ugh, it's heavy lifting. Aww. But then you have this one time where the family shows up and they have this wonderful experience and you know that you've made a difference in that girl's life forever. Yeah. She'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. And when she grows up, she might be a crazy person like you <laughs> and she'll want to help somebody and it'll turn into something great. It'll turn into something much greater than just this one shot opportunity. And that is powerful that is so good yeah gosh. i know i know you know and anybody that's done this knows exactly and if we could just see the ripple effect i mean it would go a long way you know because you know it's there but you don't always see it when you're having those challenges and you know you would think gosh i'm just trying to do something nice for somebody i would think the path would be easy yeah you know and i also said i never got hate mail before yeah. i never had hate why would someone have an issue with me? I'm just, I'm just one. Per I'm just trying yeah. to. But those kind of challenges they have show come up, up too, and, yeah. and people they're mad thinking about thinking your and, intentions are yeah. not what they are, or maybe you chose the wrong family. Yeah. I mean, I've had all those. Stuff, yeah. And I've learned to expect that too. Why it's, didn't you choose us? You why didn't this? Why didn't you go this yeah. way? Or, oh boy. I've had that many, many times. Uh, and, and then there's a people that come that ha know nothing about what you're doing and they have so much to tell you. They have so much important wisdom to drop on you. And you're like, you've never done this before. <laughs> but you have a lot to share with me. Thank oh, you. But oh, yes. go away. I'm, you, yeah. You're much kinder than I am. I can tell already. Oh, I, I've had my moments. Yeah. Ask uh, my, one of my dearest board members. Love her. I would die. I would take a bullet for this girl probably. But I also kicked a, a chair across her room. Not... not at her, but because of her, yeah. <laughs> right before, just the stress. It's stress, uh, but, you know. And but you know, we had it out, and then we love each other, and our we love each other more every time. Yeah, wow. Because we show up, and that's that's what's beautiful about people that do this kind of stuff. You know, yeah. you're you're tough people. <laughs> you're not for everybody. It's not. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many things from that I want to unpack. There's so many good things, so many nuggets in there that are just powerful. Um, powerful things. The one thing that I want to focus on, and I, I, you kind of made it clear at the beginning, is how do I get involved? This is something, this is much bigger than you now. You have this tribe, the Little Miracles tribe, mm -hmm. and um, to get involved is there's an infinite blessing. If you don't like that word, there's infinite goodness that can happen. Whatever the word is you want to put yeah. in there. But you, you, there's no way I can explain this to you, and I don't expect you to explain it to anybody, but showing up and actually putting in the work is so rewarding. It's so fulfilling, so full of joy. How can how can more people be involved with what you're doing? Well, easy. LittleMiraclesUtah.org is our website. And you can go on there and there's a nomination tab. If you actually know somebody that you'd like to nominate, you can do that. The only rule we have with that is you can't nominate yourself. Fair enough. And every project looks different. And I tell people that's okay. Not Not all of them are a, a, an overnighter some are very small some of them the the service isn't even as much what's needed as the connection mm. part of our logo is serve connect inspire mm. and i always say it's the service that 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 starts it all yeah. you need that right. but the real magic is what happens in the middle the connection for the families that are served for the people that come to serve there's no doubt that it's changed more lives for the people that come to be a part of it than it has for the people we've actually served. 
you know, I heard this podcast this last week and the, the gal, um, had an afterlife experience. She came back, um, but she was in heaven. She was with an angel and the angel showed her what one of her acts of kindness did and how like I served Topher and then Topher was nice to his fiance and she went and she didn't kick the dog and like, or whatever. And it talked about it. And she said that the ripples were 26 deep. There was 26 26. deep. And I, I started thinking about that on, on what I do, but I'm thinking about it here with you. And I think about how you have, because there's the people who do the painting. There's the people that yeah. carry things out. There's the people in the yard. There's all there's of these. And, there. and then there's the family. The smallest blessing is just the family. It's this much bigger thing. And so you think about that. Thousands and thousands of ripples yeah. that you, my friend, are in front of. You are the person that had this harebrained, you called it, idea. And now look at these ripples that are going out and you're raising the whole frequency of the community and therefore the world, like there's, it's, it's endless, the opportunities for growth and, and goodness. There's, I don't see a downside and there's, it's hard. It is hard showing up, painting at the middle of the night and, and doing the things of the detail that you'd want it done. It's gotta be difficult, but I have to say, um, at the end of the day, the, those, that is what it's about. It's about this overall awesomeness yeah. and I feel like in my experience and, and I would like to know if you agree because this is something this is you're in a rare you're a rare person but I feel like I'm the one that's blessed the most oh gosh yeah do you feel now, that way? I also I always say I never turn down an opportunity but I do feel bad sometimes when I'm I actually invited Lisa Childers and Jill Ingram at the last minute to come with they couldn't but even though it was my harebrained idea there's some very solid people Lisa Childers is one. She she's one of the first people I called. Thank you, and Lisa. I, and I wasn't. I didn't even know her that well. Yeah. It's funny how when I sat down to think, what I know of this, I think they'd probably want to do. I, I, hey, I, I think I text her. Hey, I'm doing this harebrained idea. Would you want to help? Absolutely. No hesitation. I didn't even know her backstory. She, I knew she was a single mom, but I didn't know her husband had passed away very suddenly, and she had some neighbors do some service for her. So, she's she's. The co-founder because she dove in head first and has been there every step of the way. Jill Ingram, I mean, there's I could go through the list. There's been so so many people that a lot of them were single parents, um, that dove in right off the bat because they got it, you know. But but um, a lot of people have come from all different demographics and been a part of of what we're doing, and have played a huge role. So I just I felt like saying that just because yeah, it does start somewhere. But the I was just looking at our website. We haven't even updated this for a long time, but I think we're like over 4,000 volunteers at this point that we've kind of kept track of. But then I heard somebody has like a software program. I've never heard the 26 ripple effect per one. There, There's some software that you can kind of figure that out. It would be fascinating to get like an, because we probably have no idea. And a lot of that we may never know, but you feel it. When you're there, you you feel when you've made a difference. There's something so powerful about that. And like that's why the connection that inspires the last part of our logo, because it doesn't mean we've never told families, no, you need to come help and give back. We've never said that. They it's the first thing every single one has said, and they've all come to at least one project after. Some of them, like Julie's, every single one. Because they just instinctively feel that way mm-hmm. and they also you know it, it's amazing like you said a lot of people show up and they don't know anything about who the family is I mean 
The majority of these projects are like that. Most people show up, they don't, they don't need to know all the, the story. It's, it's helpful sometimes to see a picture, know the story, and, and know that my efforts are directly benefiting this family. There's something powerful about showing up on the Saturday and saying, hey, stick around and watch them come home and, and see the look on their face when they walk in the house and, you know, and, and see what's been done for them. That is something you can't like go to therapy and learn about yourself. That's not, you can't read a book and like get it, but you can show up on a Saturday and experience it and it will have more impact forever than the, all the therapy and all the books and all the whatever that you can read about. Cause you can know all this stuff. Everybody knows we should do it, but feeling it and then seeing that and just knowing, wow, I really, maybe I didn't spend any money you know that's another thing you can write a check too and hope it goes the right place but coming out and working hard and you know it's not glamorous none of us look too cute at the end of it but it's so it's so amazingly rewarding just feeling that and then seeing the the joy that you know the ripple effect i would love to i've never heard the 26 but i love thinking of it that way that's pretty cool that'd be really cool yeah well, something I admire about you, my friend, is um, that you are humble about this. Mm. Like, what you're doing is an amazing thing. It's there's there are so many people sitting on their couch tonight with a remote control in their hand, thinking <sighs> someone should do something about that. Yeah. And you had the idea, and then you've run with it. And more than that, you've stuck with it. I've met so many people in my travels that are like, I think I want to do something great, and they do it, and then they're done. They've <laughs> they've done it. But here you are still showing up, still doing the thing and um, that you, um, and I believe this deeply too about my organization and I don't mean to talk about my organization so much, but I know that <clears throat> I'm the least part of the, I'm, I'm just a cog in the wheel. There's many people smarter than I am that are showing up with like the technology and the ideas and the organizational skills and all the things I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you because I've been around people that are like, yeah, look at me, look how... Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. And I <clears throat> I just don't get it. I don't get that, how, how they can be successful with that kind of a mindset. And so I really appreciate that uh, about you. Well, it's the truth. There's people that do more than I do. A lot of, I mean, you know, and without them. And, and, it, and it changes sometimes, you know, and that's what's awesome. It doesn't have to be, you know. I mean, we our mission statement specifically says creating opportunities to serve, connect, and inspire. So, you know, we, what our goal is, even though we're all addicted to the process and it's so great, is we want to just create those opportunities for more people to experience that. Right. And more people step into those roles and, and you know. They're there for a season yeah. or they're there forever. It's up yeah. to them. Yeah. I love that. I really do. That is an amazing, scalable idea. Brilliant. All right. So now here we are. It's 11 years later. We are... We have uh, spreadsheets. We have uh, the board. We have people showing up. You've got these relationships. How many projects would you say you're doing in so in twenty twenty three? Forty nine families. Well, I have to look at. We we haven't updated this real recently, but we are probably around one hundred eighty five families oh, wow. that we've served at this point. Um, we try to do a project every quarter. We just finished one a couple weeks ago. We, we did a um, single mom whose husband took his life last year, actually. And it was awesome. 
just just a great week. What what was cool about that one is um, we've had this before. She had one son with her husband. They had been married for quite a while, but he had had two daughters when they had got married. So she had two stepdaughters that were older. And when the dad died, the biological mom kind of took the girls back and, you know, sometimes the dynamics shift and here the mom, it felt like that, you know, she was Raised such a them. part of their life. Right. And for this little boy, it was like his sisters. He lost his dad and his sisters, you know, right? Together. Wow. And what was awesome is she didn't think that the mom would be open to this, but we ended up meeting her. She's another single mom that needed help. And we were able to kind of help her out at the same time. And she, her heart was softened and she allowed the girls to go and spend a weekend together with the mom and their half brother. And it was amazing. It was amazing because like that was one where I, I could tell that that was going to be more meaningful than anything to this mother and to her son to have the family feel like they're back together for for a weekend and hopefully more hopefully it was, is a fresh start yeah. for them and the their the other mom felt like she got a little support she was darling so sweet you know and it was easy to tell she was hurting probably more than than the other one you know and just needed somebody to say hey we care about you too what can we do for you it was awesome so that, that was, is awesome hmm. so yeah i mean <sighs> I could, I you know, my, I did meet my husband this way too. After, let's see, how many years was I, I? I lost track. Over ten years of being a single mom, you meet a lot of cool people. The majority of the people that are on the board, I would never have met, right? In other circles, I just wouldn't have met them. They have become family to me forever, you know. And it's because of doing this kind of stuff, but um. You just meet so many good, like-minded people. The energy is addictive. It's inspiring. I mean, nobody at these is in a bad mood. Sure. <laughs> right. Nobody's having a pity party. Right. That shows up to a project. Yeah. They're all in. Once in a while. <laughs> no. One time I did have a neighbor. It was a it was a le- good learning opportunity. You said I'm nice. I usually am pretty nice. This was one. People were like, whoa. Because I kept having a neighbor come over. This was a massive project. We had the BYU and Utah football players helping us. What? Oh, my goodness. This yard, it was massive, and this mom needed help. Yeah. But the neighbor felt that he wanted me to know. Someone's on, she's on charge. I wasn't in charge. We've helped her. You know, he wanted me to know all the bad things the kids did and why we chose the wrong one. And why I listened to him, and then finally I stopped. I said, hold on. Can you look look around? Look at all these people. See these kids over? See these football players here on their day off? Not one of them, not one of them even cares. Look how happy they are. They are here because they want to be here serving. I'm sorry that that you've helped and it wasn't a good experience. I'm sorry that her kids have been rowdy and have... You know, done some Our bad kids. things. Yeah. But you know, did you know they, they lost their father? Did you know some of the things mom's dealing with? I let him know. I hope maybe this, you know, can make a difference. But you know what? Even if it doesn't, every single one of these people here, it's changing their life. So please allow that to happen because their energy is so good every time you're taken away from that. Yeah. And he just, 
See ya. Didn't see Beautiful. him anymore after. Hopefully it had him think, you know, because people don't realize. And, you know, it's easy to find reasons not to help somebody. Yeah, Give lots of reasons. But do we know the reasons why they're rebelling and causing problems? Why the mom isn't doing it herself? Did you know she's has major PTSD? Did you know she has those things? This particular mom texted us after that. She said, it's the first time, I think it was like a week later, she said, I have slept through the night in like 13 years. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, because just the cleanliness and just the calm, the peace. I mean, come on. That's the life-changing stuff people don't, you know. Right. But sometimes you have to help people realize and maybe say it in a way that's like, hey, that's what's amazing. Look at all these people. They're in a great mood. They're happy to be here. Appreciate that, you know, and come join us. Or... Feel free to stay home. But, Whichever you'd like. Yeah. We're good either way. But I mean, you meet awesome people. And anyways, one of those days, it was a blizzard uh, one Saturday in West Valley. And just this really cute guy shows up and he had his teenage boys. And, you know, was they were just working hard. They, they were painting all day. And about halfway through the day, I started asking, like, does anyone know who that is? <laughs> and anyways, the, the, the short version of it is... We ended up getting married a year and a half later. <laughs> and ironically, I had met him on like one of the apps. I never do the apps, but small talk, chit chat, never. I thought he sort of seemed familiar, but I never, I think I canceled the app. I never, I never met people that way because I, everybody looks good to me on those apps. I was like, whatever. But I watched and I was like, that's a, that's a good man. Like, yeah. look at his teenage boys are here. Like I started it and I have a hard time getting my teenage boys there. And they were having fun, and I could tell they respected him, and it just said a lot about who he was as a person. And so, you know, actually, several people have met their spouse through Little Miracle. It's a little miracle. <laughs> I mean, I don't promote it as a dating site or anything, but it has happened. There's good people a few times, and it's just you good get to people. see their best parts. Yeah, you you get to see who they really are. Who they really are. And you get to be around people that make you want to be better, you know, and do more of the same kind of stuff. And that's that's attracts the same type of energy. So it, whether it's best friends, lifelong family friends, or spouses, boyfriend, girlfriend, partners, whatever. It's pretty cool. And cool. a lot of kids have bonded with each other and have grown up with one another. You know, they've gotten together on Thanksgiving when it's the dad and maybe there's no mom and then they connect with the other single, you know, and they've got a community. Like that's been a really cool part of it all too. The tribe. The tribe that follows. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Huh. I... So many cool things it's... I never would imagine The before. trickle down is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So many things you don't imagine. You you start out with this one idea, and it's grown and it's changed. And but then there's so many lessons that you're learning along the way, um, that are so powerful, so powerful. What would be, um, besides the connection, besides the tribe, um, what is one thing personally in your life that has been like the big lesson, the big over? Like this is I'm learning it again and again. What is the thing that you've learned? Well, I've learned a lot of different things, but um, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's the same thing that I'm always relearning. You would think you'd get get the point and it'd be there forever. Yeah. But I mean, even just as recently as you know this last project, you know, everybody has stuff. The markets change. I gotta 
$2 million flip house I can't sell right now. You know, we're like losing money every day. It's stressful and I'm feeling the pressure. And I'm like, you know, I was, I was overwhelmed, very busy, but I was, I was so grateful to have this project coming up. This last one we did right then, because I knew it was what I needed to get out of my own funk hmm. of just worrying about my stress, you know? I mean, the market's crazy. I'm working as hard as ever. It's kind of, it's different than 2008 and all that, but it's, it's reminiscent a little bit when you work so hard and things just aren't happening, you know, yeah. nothing's, nothing's coming together, but it's so, it changes everything. And I, and I knew that, but I needed something to kick me out of my own little pity party. And so I, I'm constantly reminding myself of that. And it does the trick every time, even even when I'm struggling to get there and I'm worried I'm not in the right spirit for it or maybe I'm not, ugh, I don't want to not be all I can be. So I sometimes worry when I'm caught up in my own problems because I don't want to spread that to anybody. But I step foot on the property where it's at and my mood changes because I'm I'm around all these other people who are already working and smiling and having the tunes on. You know, it's a party. We have fun. We have a DJ that shows up <laughs> at the end. I don't know if you know this because you, you got to come to one of these. I mean, we, we all wear red. It's a pretty powerful color. I learned that at BYU when it was like, why is the red always stand out color. over the blue? The it color. is a power like color. Red, the, the better color, if yeah. I'm going to be honest. It really does. It stands out in a crowd. So the first project we did blue and it didn't have the impact the, ever since then the color has been red plus it's love hearts and whatever. Everybody wears red, you know, line the streets. We got the balloons, we got banners, but we got a DJ full blown DJ with a mic. Spinning YMCA looking like fools. We're just out in the street. And the other really important part that I, I didn't mention that we do on all of our projects is we never, you never want people to show up and not have something for them to do, right? right? I heard someone say once, the happiest person at the end of a service project is the one with the, that's the most tired or right. whatever, sure. something like that. So it was very important for us, especially for these kids coming and teenagers, which probably half of our people at our projects are kids and teenagers. We got to have something for them to do. Mm -hmm. So we have a whole committee making sure we leave projects that they can do specifically. Huh. Smart. And we also have a whole committee. We call it our Neighborhood Love Mob Committee. We get the kids out. We got little jars, and we call it Change for Change, and we divide them up, and they go with somebody. We let the kids talk, and we let them go around and tell all the neighbors what's going on. Go ring the doorbell. Tell them what, what we're in the neighborhood for. You know, usually if it's a big one, we let them know because the traffic's crazy. Sometimes the media's there, and we want to let the neighbors. We don't want them to hate us, so we tell them ahead of time. But... Then we let the kids go knock on the door and tell them, hey, do you know your neighbor, Jessica, across the street? Like, probably 80% of them don't even know their neighbors anymore, right. you know? Well, then we're like, no, make sure you let them know. This is a single mom. Her husband died. She's got three kids. We're doing a project for them, and we want you to come and welcome them home. They're going to be back today at 5 o'clock. Can you come and, you know, if you want to donate to Little Miracle, you know, here's our change for change. If you've got spare change, but, but, um, but if not, come and, come and meet your neighbor. Wear, wear red and come join in. And if you have something that you want to donate, we have a welcome home basket. Feel free to bring it. 
you know, and then also sometimes we'll say, is there anything we can do? Like if they need to shovel driveways, we'll, we'll have extra shovels or we'll have garbage sacks if it's lawn cleanup. So the kids are also serving neighbors, but they're also talking to them wow. and telling them, come and meet your neighbor. Wow. Because that's another one of my favorite stories. We had a mom, cancer, single mom, three kids in Ogden, Jessica, amazing. No one knew she had cancer. They said, oh, I know. Yeah, I wave at her. She's real quiet. She'd lived there quite a while. And, oh, my gosh, we got several of her neighbors were so excited to come be a part of helping fix up her house and welcome her home. And this one family in particular was there all day, and they had a, a young daughter that was there, and she was talking to me during the project, and she was thinking this was all so fun. And they just loved meeting her, literally meeting their neighbor for the first time, welcoming her home. And the next day, happened to be a Sunday, and I had promised my daughter to take her to the lagoon, so I'm like so exhausted from this project, but we're at lagoon the next day. This little girl comes running over to me, and she's like, you were at the miracle yesterday, I saw you. <laughs> she's running towards me, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, that's the little girl that was across the street. And her mom comes over, and she says, oh my gosh, it's been wonderful. We've been with Jessica. We helped her haul off some of the stuff that she wanted to donate. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's, it's like one o'clock on a Sunday and you didn't know her yesterday. You didn't know her name and it's one o'clock. You've already been over there today and you helped her haul off some of the stuff that she's donated that she didn't want that we left out. That was like so awesome to hear, you know? Because that's what it's about. We can't be there for all the neighbors, but we want neighbors. Help your neighbors. Yeah. Know your neighbors. Most people want to. They just haven't had some weirdo them. knocking on the door saying, come over at 5 o'clock <laughs> and meet them, you know? That's another thing that I think is having a ripple effect and, and changing people because, you know, people used to know their neighbors. People used to help out their neighbors. Like, we're all kind of in our own little worlds now. Yeah. So it's awesome when that you see awesome. that. That is Hmm. Fantastic. Love, love, love. Another little story. I'll keep going. Oh, man. You're making this so easy for us. Sorry, guys. This I can is... ramble. Yeah. Years, like no, we'll sit back and I'm, you had me cry like four times already. It's embarrassing. You look cute crying. That's good, Rob. Oh, that's, that's my look. Yeah, my poker face is yeah. tears. That's good. Uh, it's going to come up this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so many good things we could go on and on. I, I think as I um, get to know you, you have such a, an amazing vision. And I know that these all weren't your ideas, the change for change and all of these things was probably someone saying, you know what we should do and this is a great idea. Yeah. And you're like, run with that girl. Absolutely. And so I love that you're empowering um, so many people to do so much. If you could look into a crystal ball and, you know, the world's changing at a, at a crazy rate right now, like where do you see little miracles in five years? <laughs> oh, gosh. I get asked that a lot. Um, well, I know for a fact, I mean, the world would be better if every neighborhood had little miracles happening all the time. Yeah. It would change the world. Not only because people would be out there connecting with each other, but it does so much good to just see the good. Because for whatever reason, our media likes to talk about the bad. Yeah. And there's plenty of it. It's everywhere. You know? But why? Why, why, why do we talk so much about that? Because I feel like whatever you give your attention to is what, what, what happens, you know, more flows to that. Yeah. And if we would just stop 
doing that as much as we do and we would flood the airwaves with all the good because I could tell you stories for days about things people are doing for other people all over that you have no idea about yeah you know because a lot of these people are so amazing they don't they're not trying to shout it from the rooftops you know I, I I like to spread the message but I get too there's sometimes some of them are personal things and they're amazing and they're happening all the time. All the time. And we just need people to hear that more because it would breed, it, it would, it's contagious. Inspire. It would inspire more of that. Yeah. And people would feel more hopeful about the world and then feel more optimistic. And I guarantee you it would change things drastically if we had that flooding our airwaves more. So I know, you know, we, Mike Rowe did a thing a few years back and, and, um, did a little show and put it out there to the world. I, mean, I watched was, that. Well, Super we sweet. had people calling us from all over. How do I get involved? How can yes. I do this in my neighborhood? Yes. And you know what? We One of them was my cousin in Colorado. She's like, I didn't even know you do this. We started planning one. We were going to go there and help her. And it was literally like pandemic hit. Like uh, um, oh. a couple weeks after that thing aired. And it kind of put a halt on things. You know, for obvious reasons. But... It happens every time. Any time there's a project, it, it the momentum gets going crazy. That's when all the nominations come in. That's when people want to get involved. That's when. So the more you do it, the more the more it grows. And sometimes it's hard to know. I wish it was easier. We're trying to put together a blueprint to to help other people know how we kind of have one. We're we're working on it, just so that we can help share how we did this and help other people. You know do it in their community. I wish we could travel around and kind of show everybody and, but, but we can help give them the idea, you know, because the truth is, I mean, we're obviously a, a 501c3, an official nonprofit, but when I started, we weren't. Yeah. And it's, I, it still didn't keep us from going into Home Depot and saying, is your manager here? Can yeah. I tell him what we're doing? If you go in and, and you have a picture of a family you're trying to help and you're pretty specific, like, we really weren't trying to fix up their yard and we were trying to hopefully get a fire pit. Nine times out of it, 10, a manager, if you just catch them in the right moment and, and you don't ask too much, they're going to help you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to donate what they can. And you get a bunch of people doing that and you come together and it's pretty miraculous what can happen. So I like to share that with people. You don't have to have a nonprofit, you know. We can help you with that if you need to because you do need to do that if you're going to get set up correctly. But... But I, I, I would just love, you know, I haven't really put any big expectation because I felt like it's volunteer. I never want people to feel like they have to do it. It's never, we've never needed that. We've never really needed money to do anything. We just, it's the energy that creates it and it's the mm. people being willing, you know, could we do it easier if we had some money? Yeah, we could pay some people to do some things, but... I, I also have thought I, I want it to keep going as long as people are having good experiences and want it to go. And so far, it's there's always people. There's always people that want to keep it going. So I hope it keeps going. And hopefully we can get better about getting a little blueprint and helping other people in other communities as more people hear about what we're doing and get inspired to, to do it themselves. It's It's... 
very rewarding to think of it in those terms. So I, I would love it in five years to still be doing it. And make I'll it scalable always, so you could grow it into other areas. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And make it, and, and maybe even have some partners that, you know, you get a corporate partner or something of that. You know, you could do it a lot easier. But I know there's liabilities. There's things that come with all of that, as I've learned. But um, I just want to keep going and having experiences, I guess, selfishly, even if it's a little mom and pop thing for us. It's changed my family's life, you know? Sure. My kids are now older. My, I mean, one of the full circle moments, I s- joked about how my my husband, you know, who I didn't know at the time was there with his teenage boys, and I was kind of feeling bad that I could never really get my teenage boys to... Jump on. But now, my son and his wife nominated a family last summer, and it was a pretty cool full circle moment to help them do this for someone in their neighborhood, hmm. you know? So I just hope that we can keep going and, and it'd be great to, to spread this to as many people and as many communities as possible. But if nothing else, I'm just going to be grateful to continue to, to see lives changed in the communities around here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to talk to you more about that. Scaling. Something, All right. I would yeah, love, uh, yeah, I'd love I to talk to you about I have a feeling you could help with that. Yeah. I could. <laughs> I really could. Um, Awesome. All right. Well, that is a good answer. One of the things that you wanted to talk about as we t- set our intentions before we started the podcast was um, how can we um, communicate that the value of doing something, even if it's with Little Miracles or not, or Thanksgiving's Heroes or not, anything, how can we inspire people to get off that couch and to get involved? I love the question, Rob. I, like I told you, I, I try to really... I just hope that whenever I have an opportunity to talk about Little Miracles, that maybe I can say something that will resonate with somebody out there listening, maybe accidentally to this, maybe on purpose, and they're feeling just lost, maybe. Maybe they're feeling alone. Maybe they have no idea what their gift is. I had a 57-year-old man tell me, One time through this, he said, I never thought this side of 50, I'd finally figure out my gift. Mm. Thank you for helping me figure out my gift. And if, if you're out there and you're feeling that way, just trust me. Just come give it a try. Just show up on a Saturday. You don't have to know anybody. A lot of people just show up. You will, you will feel by the end of the day, you have found your people, your tribe, your purpose. It will change your life, especially kids, adults, anybody who's feeling just, I need, there's something off. I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I need. Going through a hard time. You know, that's the beautiful thing. You don't need to spend money to do this. I mean, we've literally had people carpool to save gas money to get to these things, but because they just wanted to be there because it impacted their life. And it will be some, it'll be a catalyst for change in your life. And it will start with a Saturday. And so go to the website and if, if you have a family, great. But if not, there's a get involved tab and just put your name down and we will contact you. We will follow up with you. We got some cool stuff with this Thanksgiving heroes. I don't know if you know about that group. They're pretty awesome. It's created a lot of, you know, for someone who's a little intimidated, maybe think these big projects are too much. I get that. You know, I learned that firsthand with my daughter. They were, she felt lost in the shuffle when she come to those, and it wasn't a great experience when she was little. And so it was great for me to recognize that and 
find other smaller, quieter opportunities like taking a Thanksgiving meal to somebody that really helped her feel like she was doing something meaningful. So there's, there's lots of little things. We also do Christmas trees for people. A lot of times single dads, you know, it's not their specialty. Decorate a, a tree. We, we can make it cute and we'll show up and, and uh, bring some things. So, so just go, just give it a try. Just, just, there's a reason that, you know, I won't get into the song. That's our theme song, but the words are amazing. It's David Archuleta. Let's hear a few bars. Well, I feel I'm out of tune right now. I don't know if I can sing it for you, but I'll send you the video. If you, if you can get... I almost got a song. I almost got one. Oh, let me tell you. I started learning sign language. This song was actually crazy enough. Before we started, I heard this video, and it, it spoke to me so loudly because it's all about everyone plays a piece. And as you start, just show up, and you'll figure it out. And the people around you will start to wake up too. So... That's just what I hope is if, if someone's listening to this and they just know there's something missing or they just, they need friends, they need something, they don't know, even know, just, just get on the website, enter in your information, we'll contact you and, and you'll be surprised at what it will do for your life. Let me just speak to that person who's listening right now, who's considering like, hmm, maybe that's something I should get involved with. Maybe I should give this a shot. Get out of your way. Yes. Don't, don't be fearful. Take the step. Do yourself the greatest favor and sign up and show up. Roll up your sleeves. I'm, I was raised to believe that the greatest thing you can do for yourself is service for others. If you're depressed, if you're angry, get out of your way yes. and do it. And so there's so many reasons for this world. I feel like in the past years or two years, especially we've become more isolated Yeah. and the excuses to not sign up are great. Oh yeah. Knock it Seems off. Seems intimidating. Knock yeah. it off. I don't know. Don't if I, listen I don't, to that. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, my, what if? And get forget it. Just yeah. take this moment and have a tremendous amount of courage. Do mm-hmm. do yourself a favor and sign up for a thing and show up. Yeah. And you know what? It's not just you know hokey talk here. There's actual scientific research now to prove that the service it does create an endorphin in your brain. There's a real chemical reaction that happens in your brain. It's it's pretty amazing that you can actually measure and monitor that kind of stuff now because it makes it it gives a little data. It's not just us saying that. It physically does alter your thoughts, your brain mm-hmm. chemistry. And it's it's pretty incredible because I, I've seen it. I, I've had people say they were suicidal. We happened to text the text, they showed up it it, it was the thing that changed, you know? It's, a lot of people are struggling right now. A lot of people are struggling that you'd never think in a million years are struggling in a big way. And to those people too, I just say, gosh, you won't, you, it won't make sense, you won't feel like it, but if you just, that little action of putting your name in there, yeah. it, you'll be so glad you did it. Yeah, that desperate isolation that we've all kind of slid into periodically, I think the world is really, it's, it's everywhere. This, this desperate isolation. And the thing that we need to do is remind ourselves that we are pack creatures. We are meant to serve and love one another. We are meant to be served and be loved upon by others. And so this is your chance. This is your chance to sign up. It's a local organization doing local neighbors, helping neighbors. It's amazing. I love, I love everything that you said. I'm coming to the next event. Yes, I'm in. I am in. Um, 
Topher? Amazing. I'm in. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. I follow the big guy. Topher. <laughs> Topher's a, I'll bring Topher. Right. That my gift is, yeah. is Topher. I have a feeling. You're, yeah. 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 You got, I, I feel like you could do the YMCA. I'm feeling the this guy's, dance. I lead the charge. Energy. I can fix things. Yeah. I, I power tools. love it. I think of a power tool and the project nice. becomes much more expensive. Yes, I'll tell you does. that right now. That's me. Yeah. I, can't I immediately even... take it away from him and we try again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what happens. People don't let me have a paint. I get a little offended. I feel like I can paint. No, no, no. Send. You stand over there. Look, yeah. Take it away stand from Stand over me there, Rob. You look cute, Rob. Just stand over there. We need okay. Rob out there give, hugging babies and doing all that stuff. Doing my thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a fantastic ending message. Now, as we come to an end of our of our podcast, um, I feel like we've talked about the things that we've set our intentions to do so. And you were kind of like, well, I've never, I don't know where we're headed and what this is going to look like. What is something, what is the one thing that you could share if you had the chance that you would want to tell this audience about Little Miracles? Gosh, the one thing that I would want to... We've covered a lot. I don't, yeah. I... I I mean, the name Little Miracles is so, I don't even tell people to say this, and they always end up saying, I've heard little kids say it, I've heard the woman just the other day, the news asked her, she says, this was not a little miracle. I don't know how they did this, this was a big miracle. But, call it whatever, I don't know, something in the universe, if you've never experienced a miracle before, you know, I don't in my regular life, really, you know, I, we all need them, real estate. Come on, I need... Bring but, the miracles. Come on. When you get together with other people to help somebody else out, I have experienced, I have seen the most amazing miracles time after time after Undeniable. time that I cannot explain how that even happened. I, I will do another hour long. I have a journal. We've started keeping track. I've want, I want to hear everyone else's because I didn't know things that there's no explanation for. And it is so incredible. I mean, I, there's so many things, but I just, come experience it. Just come and experience. There's so many things I never could have imagined. I thought it'd be great if we can help serve some people and walk away with, they have a clean house and, you know, the honeydew list checked. That is nothing. It's the least of it. That's the least of it. It's just the... The thing that started it. We had to have something to start all this. But the real magic and lives transformed. Children who've, who've found their path and calling in life and at, at young ages. I mean, I go on and on and on. You just don't know what, what it's going to be. You don't know what your thing is. It's okay. So many of us haven't. Like, just show up and something good, something that will help your life in a way that you never imagined or expected, I promise you, will happen. And if people just could get out of their own way and get out of their own schedule for one day and all the excuses and all the this that will come up, they'd always do, and just show up, just the act of showing up, you will be so glad that you did it. I don't know how else to say it, but I just, once you go, I'll never have to tell you again. I, our problem now is we have to we can't we we have to scale back. We can't have so many people. Yeah. So I'm always trying to give the new people the opportunity because I already know there's tons of people begging to do it. But that's been amazing too because I've seen a lot of people go off and find their own thing. You yeah. just don't know. So why would you rob yourself of that? Just just you know. Do it. Yes. Just get All out right. there and do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been 
one of my favorite podcasts ever you were amazing thank you so much for being here tonight thank you yeah. Very appreciative. Thanks, Thank you. Guys. If you've enjoyed the Amer- American Masterminds podcast tonight and you would like to get involved with Little Miracles, um, we will include the link um, so that we'll share it along. Please take a moment and register, become a part of this, this movement and the direction that we're going. Like the podcast, share the podcast. This message needs to get out to everybody that you know and everybody that they know. Please do that and comment um, in the in the comments here and let us know where your heart is and what it is that you're doing that is making a difference in your life and be a part of these miracles. And I'm, I'm just going to say be the miracle. Be the miracle. Show up and be the person that makes a difference in this world. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you, Rob. Have a good night. Thank you.